Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back there, brothers and sisters, to another edition of Roundtable Tuesdays. 
here on Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. You guys are listening to us live. You're listening to us live on MixLR.com forward slash Pine Ridge Warriors. Or you guys are listening to us on BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Pine Ridge Warriors Radio. Yeah, welcome back there, everybody. It's been an awesome time. We have with you here tonight a great guest, awesome brother in the Lord, Brother Steve Fraze. But before we bring him on, I got a couple quick announcements for you guys' ears. Listen, brothers and sisters, I finally got to go ahead to uh, share this. <laughs> Um, it looks like our wind, our uh, 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 oh, let me back up here. <clears throat> Here's a couple quick announcements. First and foremost, brothers and sisters, go to our website, WarriorRadioBroadcastNetwork.com, and go over to the uh, brother Marcus Samuel page. And you know what? You guys download his books. We got two books entitled "Wind of the Holy One" and "Mysteries of the Kingdom." Uh, not "Wind of the Holy One," "Mysteries of the Kingdom," and then there's another one, "Mysteries of the Glory Cloud," I think. Um, anyways, go to the about section, brother Marcus. Go all the way down. You guys can download his free books, free gift to you guys. Um, also, brothers and sisters, get the word out about the Warriors are here back on Pine Ridge. It's been an awesome time. Um, listen, you guys, I want to thank everybody out there for their prayers and support. I know you guys are out there tuning in because we have a great turnout every Saturdays for the Prayer and Prophecy Night. But uh, get the word out, and I want to thank you guys for just tuning in and sharing and supporting this. Um, our local, I guess our monthly newsletters will be going out sooner, sooner or later. Um, within, if we haven't already sent them out, we should be sending them out soon. <laughs> so, anyways, brothers and sisters, also go to our website, go to the donate section, and down there we have a U.S. account and our Canadian account. Listen, you guys support us. I'm telling you, I don't usually say this, but get behind us. If you guys can't get behind us financially, come and get behind us both naturally and spiritually. What I mean by that is, listen, if you guys would like to volunteer your time here, a warrior uh, here what we're doing, you guys email me, um, letter of Christian testimony to Curtis, or, or yeah, um, yeah, to Pine Ridge Warriors at yahoo.com. You guys email me. Get the word out. We need your help. Amen. So, well, uh, listen, brothers and sisters, I think that's all I got um, in ways of announcements for right now. So, without further ado, I want to bring on a very special guest, Brother Steve Fraze. How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing well, Curtis. How about you guys? Uh, you know, as we said a little bit off the air, um, doing fine. Uh, just kind of, just kind of relaxing a little bit. Uh, trying to, anyways. Got work piled up, sky high. But that's besides the point, brother. It's good to have you back on, man. It's good to have you. <laughs> hey, thanks. It's good to be here. It's good to be with you guys. Yeah, we don't, we don't get to talk quite as quite as regularly as we did a few weeks back, do we? <laughs> Things no. change. Things change. And boy, be... do they change that... fast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. You you guys take off for Pine Ridge, and, and I end up having to go back to work. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, it's, it's kind of tough for this old guy to get used to uh, back into the grind after having a couple of months of, what did we call that, fun employment? But anyway, that yeah. that is it's all all good. It's just a part of being being on this earth and and living in a climate where we can't live under a bridge, right? Yeah. Even though we would like to, trust me, many of us have tried, just don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Taxes would be cheaper. Anyway. At any rate, yeah. we're digressing. Rent. Anyway, for sure. Digressed. All right, that conversation's gone. But uh, listen, real quick, I forgot to tell everybody tonight's title is entitled "The Value of a Man." You know, brother Steve, it's funny. Whenever you texted me this this message, like the title of this, and I'm like, ha, 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 ha. you know, because we were thinking about that, about the value of a man, and we could take this so many different ways. I'm excited to hear oh, this because yeah. you know, brother, like seriously, this is like a little chip in the windshield that can crack in many different directions. Um, maybe that's uh, a bad analogy. Okay. <laughs> well, it is because my truck has a crack in it, and it's not very old, is it? <laughs> but anyway. No. Uh, oh, it, but you're Curtis. You are absolutely right. Oh, what is the value of a man? Oh, like and, and yeah, there, you can. We can we can spend hours talking about this and going through one scripture after another. And and even looking at the secular world and and how a man is valued and and whether that's you know in a physical sense or or whether it's in what he can put out 
into the you know into the into the the airwaves I'll say or into the atmosphere as far as output you know there there and and you know it's it's we are physical beings and you know Curtis you, you know that that on on this program and the programs you guys do it's 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 all based on who we are spiritually and where we're going spiritually but the fact of the matter is we we are in this world we're not of it but we but but we get valued in one way or another especially when we're in secular positions different 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 career choices and different jobs right and so so there are many many ways to to take this thing that's for sure oh yeah well also so do you, you know here's just here's just one quick thing i i want to kind of throw at yeah. this before we get going um, another way we can kind of take this is even the value of a man in church today. I mean, you go into majority of churches across America, you're going to find, and, and God bless the women folk, but you're going to find majority of the churches run and, and filled up with the, with the mothers, with the mothers and the sisters and the Lord. And that's no bash to them or bash to us, but I think that another thing is we need to understand as men our value in the church and our value as the bride of Christ. Mm. Yeah, I agree completely. It, and it isn't, you know, we're we're all we're all in different we're all in different places because, you know, whether we like it or not, the Creator put us each into roles. We each have responsibilities, and and yeah, the the humanists and and the secularists uh, they can they can say whatever they want to. But the realization and the reality of where we are today is that so many of the things that are being encountered today, like the feminist movement and, and the gay rights and all of these things, these, the reason these things are, are in effect or are, are trying to get wind under the sails or are getting wind under the sails is because people are, are rebellious and they, they just want to do things their own way. And just before we came to the air, Paula and I were talking about something, and and it's not it's not just about man wanting to live eternally and and finding eternity. They want to do it without God, but it isn't just that. They also hate they hate our Savior. They hate our Creator, and and unfortunately for those that are not going to make the decision to make Him Lord of their life, they're going to find out. Um, Wow, someday they're going to find out and every knee is going to bow whether we're ready to or not. And you know, some people say, well, we're all going to be saved, we're all going to be believers, we're all going to be in heaven because the Bible says that every knee will bow. But don't kid yourself. They won't want to bow, but they're going to bow. And and so uh wow, let's work them into the kingdom. We 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 as believers need to get off of our duffs and and be about the father's work because there are there are many people and you know what Curtis let's let's just pray for a moment and then let's get into this because I'm this is going to kind of lead into this this talk anyway okay brother mhm mm-hmm. let's have at her okay <laughs> okay so lord we do thank you for this time together lord we thank you for the electronics that have been designed and that we as your children can use lord uh, so many so many nefarious things that are done in the name of electronics and and in the airwaves and all of the things that happen on the web but lord as knowledge increases it isn't only bad knowledge it's good knowledge and so father tonight as we spend time together in and around your word we ask lord that you empower our hearts empower our minds lord that you give give us the knowledge and the wisdom to understand what it is that you want us to know lord i ask that you give me the words to say that you want me to say lord you know i have a bunch of notes but lord we just pray that that whatever you want to have said would be said tonight and lord we think of those out there tonight who who are struggling in one way or another whether it's physical psychological uh, financial, uh, emotional, Lord, so many challenges that your people face and an unbelieving world faces. And Lord, we know that you can put all of that to rest. We realize, Lord, that nothing 
comes easy. But we do know, Lord, that your burden is light and your yoke is easy. And so, Lord, we pray that that your words would go out and that there would be impact today and that there would be impact in the archives. And, Lord, we would be careful to give you all of the honor and glory in all that's said and done. For it's in the name of your son, Jesus, that we pray and ask these things. Amen and amen. Okay. And so, Curtis, you, we were just we we're just rolling along there, and um, I, um, yeah, I kind of got tangled up in what I was praying, so I guess I forgot part of what where we were at. But one of the things that that has been happening in the last couple of weeks is that we've been thinking a lot, and we've been talking about a lot about who we are in Christ, and and I know uh, I seem to I seem to bring that up a lot in the programs that I do. But for some reason, it just keeps striking back a chord in my heart. And and I don't believe that that's by mistake. Because to a large degree, I believe that many, many believers today are dealing with issues of doubt and unbelief and fear and inadequacy and self-condemnation and all of those those types of things. And yet... We should not be in that place. You know, we we um, we were we took part in a presentation on the uh, the Song of Solomon, and wow, like this thing, Curtis brothers and sisters, you know what? So many of us, and and one of the things that came up is is how many uh, how do people look at the Song of Solomon? And for most believers that that have read it, they would say, well, it's a it's 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 a book of of um, sexual behavior, for lack of a better term, or something like that. S- something based on on sex and who we are as man and women and, and husband and wife and all of those things. But th- th- this, this presentation that we watched, um, it was so clear that when we had looked at this, uh, and I'll say for myself personally in the past, the perspective that that I had on this was was completely wrong. It, on the surface, there can be there can be similarities. There can be uh, there can be practical application. Let's put it that way. Um, practical understanding of what the Song of Solomon is talking about here. But but when we looked when we looked deeper at what what this really meant, it's referring to our Savior and our relationship. And, and when, you, when you look at, if you look at some of the different translations, um, and Paula, Paula made a comment about this the other day, that one, I think it's the Amplified Bible, actually breaks down who in, in that book is, is speaking or being spoken of, and it clarifies some, some of the, what I'll call misunderstanding that has been put on the Song of Solomon. And it was so incredible because it tells us who we are in Christ. And I would encourage anyone that's hearing this to read that book and try to look at the, 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 the entities that are being spoken of there in a spiritual light. Because there's there's a girl or a, a lady, a female, there is a, a male, and and the, the female is a Shulamite woman. The male is is our savior. He's Jesus Christ. He's he's our creator. They're they're three in one. So we'll we'll call them we'll call we'll call them our savior. And then the other thing is is that there are the women of. Israel or the the women the ladies of Jerusalem or Israel. And so when you put that into the right kind of perspective all of a sudden this book has got an incredible meaning and the value that has been put on us as as children of the most high creator God is just mind-boggling. It's whew, it's it's just hard to believe and and i think we as believers need to get a hold of some of that um you know and in light of that well even even before that um like i said just earlier there on the air i've i've gotten back into the the working world and i've been at it for the last 3 weeks again and so so 
you know, for for a couple of weeks, it's it's a little difficult thinking about a lot of things because your mind is on what you're doing, your new your new work, and trying to buckle down and and understand all of the things that are that are are required. But you know, the last week or so, then I begin reevaluating what my priorities are, and I'm and you know we've talked about this in in the past couple of months, and and where the Lord would have us go or have us do. And so I continue, we continually look at that, but what is it that the Lord wants for us? It's not what's what we want for us, but it's what the Lord wants for us. And then, and then the other day, here we are, we go, we went to Winnipeg on Saturday and Winnipeg, for those of you who don't know, is, is a city of about 750,000 people in South, in South, South Central Manitoba, Canada. And we were we were up there, and we stopped for lunch at Polo Park. Curtis, you know where that is. And um, and here we were walking out, and this this lady asks us for money for lunch, and um, we weren't sure of the motive, and so we carried on. We said no, no thanks. And this lady says, she says, well, God bless you, elders. And when someone says something like that kind of makes you shake your head like where did that come from what was the meaning of that and so anyway Paula and I are talking about this we go back to the truck and you know what we came around and we said we got to go back and we got to talk to this lady so we did we went back and we talked to her and this lady was a hundred percent Cree native Canadian and and she had been taken out of her family's home, basically at birth by the CFS, which is Canada Family Services or Canadian uh, Child and Family Services. I'm sorry, it's a Canadian entity. And she had been put into a Catholic church system or a Catholic school system. And so she basically, my understanding was she basically had had nothing to do with her family. And at 18 years old, both of her parents had died. So she knew who they were but they died and she this lady was 30 years old and and we just we just talked to her for a while and and she said you know the catholic church really screwed screwed me up and paul and i are standing there i said you know what i said to her i said do you know that religion has really screwed us up and she just looked and she thought wow she could relate you know we and and you know we 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 get so self-absorbed in ourselves in ourselves and and we don't realize that there are people out there that just that just need somebody to talk to. And so we prayed with or talked to this lady a little more and then Paula Paula prayed some words over her and and we gave her some money and we went on our way. We gave her our 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 ministry card and we gave we gave her your you guys' ministry card as well. And so you know it w- w- I just I just looked at that. I was thinking about this this stuff we were going to talk about tonight, and I thought, man, this lady she doesn't know who she is, and and she she said, well, we were talking to her about Jesus, and and she says, yeah, but how how can I how can I know who he is, or how can I how can I talk to him? And Paula says, that's what you do, you just talk to him, because he is just waiting for us to talk to him so that he can build on us right and so and so then that was one event and then and then on um, probably I don't know if it was later that day or no earlier that day you know I'd helped some ladies with tilling their gardens and stuff like that and it's and and it isn't it's not so much about us it's about others and when I look at where what we're talking about today we have to start at how we value ourselves but then from that point how do we value others around us because you know it's it's not so much those that have the tag of religion on them so much as those who have a light that's shining in them that's going to to branch out that is going to affect um a a a world for jesus christ so when when I when I think about this stuff, I can't help but continue to see the need of God's people to understand what our unmatched value is to them, to our Maker and the Creator of all things, and and that is where we need to start because we need to understand who we are, and and I know that for myself, I've struggled with some of this stuff in the past. Um, it's it's easy to go into a place where where you feel like 
like you have lower self-worth than someone else or or uh, there's a, a feeling of self-condemnation. Those things are not of the Lord, though. And those things have to be stopped. They need to be struck down. And and there there needs to be no place given to something like that. And so when we talk about the value of a man, I want, I want us to start, and I think we've talked about this in the past, and I want us to start in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Because here it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. You know, that the, the lady that I was talking about in Winnipeg, this Cree lady, I said that to her. I said, do you realize that we are all made in the image of our creator? And, and I'm not sure how she took some of that, but her eyes were getting a little bit red, and she wasn't, she wasn't on, there was, there was no drugs involved or anything like that. And so... So uh, prayerfully, the, the Lord was, was intervening there and doing what he, only he could do. So, but we need to realize that we are created in his image. Genesis 2 verse 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And so... Here we are, we've been created, and then we were breathed into, and we each are made in God's own image. And so when we look at what the Word says there, and then we, we compare it to what the world would say. So what does the world say about who we are? And, and let's go back to our physical bodies and what they're worth um, I know that that uh, 20, 25 years ago, they, I think they said our bodies were worth about a dollar ninety-two or something because of the chemicals that were in them, and you know, with inflation, okay, so maybe it's four bucks, and and so from a physical, a purely physical perspective, that is that's probably where we would be valued in a secular world, but do we think that way in our hearts is that how we act is that how we is that how we behave is that what we in in um inadvertently think of ourselves even if we don't physically say it you know many times we say we're not good enough to do something or we're not smart enough to do something i'm not rich enough to do something i'm not clean enough i'm not well spoken enough you know there's so many things that begin with the big I. It's all about I. You know, when we have a problem, it's my problem. It's I. It's me. And and because of that I that is in us, that is the beginning of the breakdown of of what the Father had designed for us. Because it's not about us. It's about Him. You know, I was looking I was looking online at some of uh, at some things that might be related to the value of a man, <laughs> believe it or not, I found a 30-page working paper on the potential numerical money value of a man. Uh, there were multiple classifications in this thing that that would would allow you to actually calculate how much a person would be worth as far as what they can put into society. You know, is that, you know, when, when I look at something like that, is that how we see ourselves? I think for a long time, I probably did. Not, not necessarily that it was the only thing that would drive me, but, but when you don't have um, a good, clear understanding of who you are in the Father and what he has, what he wants for you, I don't know what else you can do. There is there's a reference in Isaiah, and it's in chapter 49 and verse 15. Now, I'm just going to see if I can get there without taking most of the program here. Isaiah 49 and 15. And it says, Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget... Yet will I not forget thee. So here, here, listen to this verse. What are the chances that a mother would forget her nursing child? 
how many how many mothers would say that if they had a child that was born to them and this child was was feeding off of them and and receiving their livelihood from them how many mothers would forget that you know and and then put that in perspective about how that compares to what our father believes of us and 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 thinks of us because and and then it makes me think about the verse that says um hmm well maybe I'll just maybe I'll just go there uh Jeremiah 28:11 I think that is one of the references and Jeremiah 28 verse 11 says I don't think that was the right reference uh but what but what the 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 verse the reference that I was looking for and somebody will probably find it is about his thoughts of us and and his thoughts of us are good thoughts and his thoughts of us are as of this are as many as the sands of the sea and so when when he tells us that his thoughts for us are good and not evil how can we believe anything else see that. I believe is is a fundamental inherent issue that we as believers today face and I'm going to go back to the the church the building and and what is inside of the churches today because we we are we are fed you know what it's almost like living in the medical system Someone who is ill or someone who has a malady that drags them down and and they can't really they just can't get the wind under their sails unless they get that 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 drug that pill, whatever it is, and then they take that pill and and it works for a little bit, and then they have to take another pill that counteracts that one or it in enhances that one or it modifies something so that the the first pill can continue to do its job, and then after a while you've got to take another one. And what happens, I think, in in the churches is that we get to where we're so dependent on what we're hearing from the, the, the from the front desk that we just keep going week after week. And it's just like a little Band-Aid, and it's a little Band-Aid, and it's a little Band-Aid. And I don't believe for a second that everyone that's in a church is bad. But, you know, Curtis, I think it was you that said once, I don't know, six, nine months ago, you said when you, when you run into a group of believers in a church and you're learning and you're growing, that is great. But there comes a time in many people's lives where suddenly they come to a, a, a wall and there's nothing left. They're not learning anymore. And, and when you, when you mentioned that, you said, then it's just time to say, thank you. It's been a blessing. I thank you for all that you've helped me learn. And I'm moving on because because we need to take responsibility for ourselves so that we get to that point where we can we can look at ourselves and say am i truly growing here is what's happening in my life related to others in my spiritual growth is it truly growing is it growing me and am i getting into the right place and if you're not you need to move you need to move Amen. and 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 what's happening is there are there are people that are coming out of the system, and I'm not saying that people have to come out of the system, but we have seen hundreds and thousands, I'll say thousands of people who are in the system who simply have chosen to stay there. Uh, I've heard everything from, well, it's not so bad. They, they make a few mistakes, but it's okay. Or there's, well, there's nowhere better to go. You know what? Don't look for somewhere better to go. Dig into the Word. What's Paul's favorite verse? First John two twenty seven. You have no need that another man teach you, and that's paraphrased, and it's not the whole verse, but but it's there. If you want to check it, go read it. There, we we are given the tools that we need to 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 become the sons of God. First of all, you know, I'm gonna take this thing back. Each of us has had. A, an event in our life that has brought us to the reality of who we are without Jesus Christ as our Savior. For those of us who are believers, we have each one made a decision 
to follow him, to accept the free gift that he has given us through his blood, and to repent of what has happened in our old life so that we can move on in newness, which is what is spoken of in the scripture. And so when that occurred, that was a completely spiritual experience that we had. The Holy Spirit drew us from the belly out. And I mentioned this a few weeks ago. He drew us and we knew that there was something that we needed to do. And it was to follow and to to accept what was being presented. And it was a spiritual experience. And if it wasn't a spiritual experience for anyone listening, you need to go back to your closet and beg for a move of the Holy Spirit to, to, to create that thirst in your belly for the knowledge, to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and the relationship with him. But as, as believers, we all had that spiritual experience. And so once that was done, so many of us have gotten to the point where we say, okay, I'm saved. I got my hell insurance. I got my fire insurance. I'm, I'm on my way. So now I'll just do whatever it is I want to. And we can't, that is not what this is about. This is a, this is a journey because we are to be conformed to his image and his image is into the image of our creator. And, and so brothers and sisters, that is I believe many times where we run into a problem because we're living our, our life of Christianity or whatever you want to call it, our, our spiritual life, we're, we're living it on the edge and we're getting as close to the world as we can. And then when we're in the darkness of our bedroom or our closet and we're on our own and our thoughts are betraying us, and we have these doubts that creep up and creep in. And then there's a door that's, that, is, that has been allowed to be opened because the dark side sees how you're living and how it doesn't match with who you are as a new man. And when that happens, that is where we as God's children have lost our confidence and have lost our authority and have lost our identity. Brothers and sisters, it is so critical. I know that we cannot live under the law. We are above the law. And, and one of these days we're going to get into that topic. And it's, it's <laughs> going to rattle, some, it's going to rattle some, some cages, I know. But, but we are above the law. We, we have been bought with a price. And we need to live like it. We need to live like we have been bought with a price. And that doesn't mean we walk around moping. And, and living humdrum, uh, down-in-the-mouth lives. We, we should be excited and happy and joyful and always ready to give a reason for the faith that lives within us. You know, uh, I, 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 I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about how Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And again, Paula and I were talking about this uh, not that long ago. And in Luke chapter 11, you, 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 he, here is where his disciples uh, ask him to teach them to pray. I believe this is in Luke 11. Okay. And Luke 11, verse 1 and 2, it says, And it came to pass, that he's, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Interesting. I, I never even really thought about that. But how many of us think about John, John the Baptist, John the Baptizer, teaching his disciples how to pray? There's so little spoken of uh, about John the Baptist's except that he, that he did have disciples, and he was the forerunner, and he was the precursor to Jesus Christ. But anyway, verse 2, here it says, And he said unto them, and this is Jesus, When ye pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in heaven, so in earth. But the first sentence there, is our Father, which art in heaven. Do you realize that Jesus is the one who is speaking these words? 
And for those of us who don't have an, a realization of who we are in relation to Jesus Christ and our Creator Father, Jesus Christ is our brother. And he is praying here. He's teaching his disciples to, to pray and say, Our Father. That means the, the Creator, our Abba Father, is Jesus Christ Father, and he is our Father. Brothers and sisters, we need to get this settled in our hearts. We all start in the same place. And it's never wise to even compare ourselves to others because we are all in different places. We're all in different walks. We're all on different paths. We're all in different places. And so even there, when we, when we look and when we talk about that, we have, no, we have no justification to speak ill of any brother or sister because when we speak ill of our brother or sister, what different, what different is that brother or sister than what we are? Is there really any difference? Um, you know, sometimes I've I've had to catch myself. I I'll say something about someone or to someone or 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 I'll, I'll whatever it is. I'll open my mouth and say something that um, I realized after I'd said it I should not have because what happens is. I'm looking at someone else and I'm thinking, oh, what what did I just say about a brother or a sister in relation to to their relationship to the father when I've got my own issues in my own life and I have no right to speak ill of someone else because just because I don't have a problem with marijuana or or, or getting tanked at the bar every other night uh, doesn't mean that I don't have an issue with, with liking the taste of food or being critical of someone or having, having wild driving habits that, that make people crazy. We all have our issues, brothers and sisters. Like Those are, those are kind of trite examples, but I'm trying to get us to understand that this is not that, – that, that this is not – this is not a game where it's one criticizing another so that the, the, the one that's criticizing is going to be put higher than the other one because that's what the world does. That's what it's all about. I want to read Galatians chapter 4, starting in verse 1. It says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Brothers and sisters, we are all at different places. Our, our only job, our only target is to head toward the Father, okay? Because we are all under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. We've become sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. There we go again. So how many of us compare our heavenly Father to our earthly Father? You know what? Some of us have, have had really great dads. My dad's gone now. Um, Paula's dad is, is gone now. Uh, you know what? We both had dads that took care of their families different ways sometimes but but they did what was fundamentally put before them to to provide and take care of their families you know some of us have have had less than great dads i don't know how else to put that um some of some of you some of us maybe didn't even have a dad you may have had a dad but you never knew him or you you had a dad and there were issues you know what we have the perfect dad in our heavenly father. And one of the things I think that I, that I came to realize is, is that when we, were, when we were going through this presentation on the Song of Solomon, that that relationship that we have 
with the father is a tender relationship. And, and, you know, I'm, I hear the word intimate so often when I'm, when I'm listening to some of this stuff and, and when I'm, and when I'm pondering it and it's becoming more and more obvious that our relationship is, is totally built on tenderness. And, and when you look at the song of Solomon and how it progresses and how, how the Shulamite woman somewhat went on to on her own and and the 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 man or or Christ backed away and he just and he just let her do what she was doing until she realized that whoa I'm I made a mistake here I got I've got to go back and so and then as as those things were worked out then that relationship was restored and and so brothers and sisters we we need to remember that the relationship that we do or do not have with our savior is not because of him but it's totally because of us and how far do we want to go or how far do we not want to go brothers and sisters that is a question that we must each ask ourselves because what is the value of a man we are made in our father's image he breathed life into us he sent his son to die an unspeakable death on our behalf he 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 gave us the opportunity to be redeemed back to him and and so a reference that I've got in Jeremiah 31 says, At the same time, saith the Lord, will I, will I be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. And he's, he's referring to Israel, but we are, as believers, we are all grafted into the family of God. And so Jesus Christ came through the 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 Israelite line through the line of the Jews and for that we must always be thankful for the for the ability that we as gentiles have to come into that grafting but he tells us that we will be his people and so brothers and sisters we need to take this and and run with it Jesus came to redeem us to our heavenly father you know, the price that he paid is truly beyond our comprehension because there is so much here that many people don't even realize. And, and you know, Brother Curtis, uh, some of the things related to how the, 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 uh, the veil was rent in the temple and what was inside the veil. See, most people don't realize what was inside the veil. There was a cube inside that veil, and and I don't think we get we can get into the nuts and bolts of it because even Steve doesn't understand most enough of it. But when the yeah well yeah there 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 the veil was rent, and it exposed the darkness for what it was. That's truly the long and the short of what happens. So when we look at the workings of man in his natural state, you know. They're affected by their father, who is Satan, Lucifer, the devil, whatever you want to call him. We begin to see the ways that all things have been turned upside down. Um, that is that is part of the problem that that we face as believers. We see too much in front of our in front of our eyes, and we put too much stock in the physical. We are, we are primarily, initially, spiritual beings. And so we have to realize that our, these, these, these meat suits, these bodies are, are here and they house our spirit and our soul. But that's what they are. They're houses. They're, they're temples. Because you know what happens when someone passes away. That body stays there. The spirit is gone. And so we need to realize that we are we are eternal beings. It is appointed man unto man once to die. But in light of that, we need to have our priorities straightened out in 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 the brevity of this life and the length of eternity. You know, here uh, Isaiah 
The scripture says, surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it, he made me not? Or shall the things framed say of him that framed it, he had no understanding? You know, brothers and sisters, we're talking about about how our Father wants to have this relationship with us. He has valued us just a little lower than the angels. There's a scriptural reference for that. And yet, there are things that are going on in our society, in our world, in our churches, in so many places in society that are, that are proving that things are, have been turned upside down and are being even more turned upside down. You know, we are, it doesn't matter what happens in, in this world, on, in our lives. And I know it's, it's a lot easier to say than to live, but no matter who we are or where we are in this journey called life, we were loved from the foundations of time. Because when, when we go back and we look at what Jesus Christ did for us and how he took the world sin, all of sin on himself, past, present, and future. So even the things that we are going to do as believers that we, where we fail and we sin and we have to come back and seek re- repentance, those things have all been paid for. And that is, what it's, that is what it's like when our spirits are sealed. Our spirits are sealed unto the day of redemption. See, we are still fighting, and we are, we are bringing our soul into, into subjection, but our spirits are sealed. And when the Father looks at us, he only looks at us through the blood of Jesus Christ, because we are in Christ, and Christ is in God. So, Romans 5, verse 8 what does it say? For many of you, you may, re- you may have memorized this. But God commends his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, you know, we, we think, we, if we think from a, from a human, human perspective about this, how many of us love our fellow man, would like our neighbor enough to die for him? If we're... If we're uh, a very staunch believer and we are dedicated to the Lord and we are doing what we are doing in the spirit and we see a need and we have to go and, and sacrifice our own life um, on behalf of a neighbor. Could we do it? Would we do it? Could we do it? And that's just a rhetorical question, but think about it. If that neighbor was a drunken, wife-beating, um, crazy man who who didn't care about anything but himself, um, and and was horrifically abusive, and he would yell at you every time he stuck his head out the wind, the door, but you knew that he would be beating around on his wife, that kind of thing. Would you consider giving up your life for a person like that? Because each one of us is like that in our own way. And the Father sent Jesus while we were yet sinners to die for us. You know, that is, that is a miracle that is incomprehensible in the flesh. Because there is just no way to explain how much love is involved and how the Father wanted to regain the relationship with we as his children. And so 1 Peter 1, verse 18 and 19 says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And so, you know, I think, and I'm, I I don't just think, I believe completely that our personal feeling of worth to the Father, to, to Jesus Christ because of this relationship we have with him, is only limited by our own belief in who we are to him. Did you get that? 
We are our personal feeling of worth to our Father is only limited by our own belief in who we are to Him. And so, brothers and sisters, when you look at the scriptures, um, and and one time after another, He's laying out promises and He's telling us if if you if you are going to be my children and if you are going to walk in my ways and and if you are going to seek me as for hid treasure what's he going to do he's not going to give it to us he he tells us all things that he wants to give us and do for us brothers and sisters we as children of the king need to get this realization you know we, I, I hesitate to bring this example, but um, we, we've been going through a book in, in a, on a study on Thursday nights, and, and it's a Derek, Derek Prince Ministries book, and it's called Foundational Truths. And, and in one of the chapters, uh, a couple of the chapters of this book, it talked about who we are in Christ and, and why we do not why we do not do what the Lord says, like towards the end of Mark, I believe it is, he says, you will, you will do greater works than these because I go to my father and he talks about what he's, what you're going to do. You're going to cast out demons. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to, uh, uh, I think leprosy was one of them. You're going to raise the dead. And so then we're, we're looking at this in a, in a truly tangible way and saying, well, what is it with we believers? Why is it that we cannot do this? The only reason we can't do it is because we don't think we can do it. Because if we are truly in Christ and we have his mind and we, and we go to someone who is sick and, and the Spirit says, lay your hands on them and pray on them, guess what? They are going to be healed. And it may be that hour. It may be that day. It may be that weak, but they will be healed. And if they are believers, it is going to be their faith that will be a part of the process of their healing just as well. Because we've come across situations where, where we've prayed for someone or we know of someone who's prayed for someone and they've been healed from something. Something has, has remedied itself. Well, it hasn't remedied itself. The Father remedied it because he promised he would. And then... And then someone starts to have a symptom of what the original issue was. And unless they rebuke it and stick it back in the ground exactly where it came from, they are going to lose the victory that, that they had. Um, I, can use, I can use a personal example. Um, I, I sometimes have arrhythmia. And for those of you that don't, don't know, that's, that's an irregular heartbeat. And uh, several years ago, I actually had a had an issue with something called atrial fibrillation. And at that point, I went to the doctor, and they did surgery, and they froze and did some stuff, and and so that atrial fib was gone. But every once in a while, I I have this arrhythmia, which is a regular heartbeat that that returns, and I just go, hold it, you are not coming back. Because you of, are of your father, the devil, and you have no place here. And we're, not, we're just not going back there. So, brothers and sisters, we need to get that way with everything that we do. We need to, we need to command our air and command our presence. We need to command the, the, the space that we're in because the father wants us to. You know, somebody says, well, maybe the Lord doesn't want that person healed. Maybe it's not his will. Um, guess what? We've had so many people that have failed physically, whether it's whether it's dying or health issues or 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 crippling diseases or whatever it is. I, I'm going to say that we've had enough through history because people haven't gotten on their soapbox and started yelling and getting getting mad and telling the, the devil to go fly a kite because in the name of the father. We have the authority that I think we're in a place now in these end days that we better get on our soapbox and start yelling because we're not going to just see issues with sickness and, and, and um, 
physical maladies. We're going to see things like poverty, hunger. We're going to see stuff like we have never seen. Uh, and I'm referring now to, to physical weirdness. Like for those of you who understand what a Nephilim is, we're going to see some return of, of shape-shifting, weird things that, brothers and sisters, we better have our Holy Spirit ears wide open because we're going to need we're going to need every shred of of spiritual energy that we can find in those days and that means we don't want to wait until it's too late we need to be getting about it now and and getting to the point where we think and we breathe and we understanding what the father wants to say and what he wants to do to us and through us and Curtis I think you want to talk Amen, brother. Well, listen, um, we kind of come up to the top of the hour, brother. Listen, um, I know earlier we said we're planning on trying to do a little bit longer than an hour, but um, listen, brother, there's so much that we could talk about concerning the worth of a man. Um, first and foremost, and I'll kind of do this real quick, and then we got to really begin to close. Oh, excuse yeah. me. Um, you know, earlier, whenever you were talking about, you know, kind of what I shared about, you know, whenever you get done, um, basically, whenever you stop growing at a certain institute, it's time to move on. Church, whatever, fellowship, mm. whatever it might be. We don't know how 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 crucial that is, is knowing when a time to move on. And it's funny you mentioned that um, because there was an individual that called in for prayer and prophecy night. And basically she was having the same issue. She was like things were getting uncomfortable around her and just things weren't beginning to click. And she was really calling in. And I was like, you know, this is something that the Lord said. It's time for you to move on because you have reached your ceiling, basically. That where you're at, just time to move. So recognize, brothers and sisters, where you need to move. I don't even remember saying that. So thank you for at least one of us paying attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> if it ain't me, you know. I got you. I got you. Oh well, well, listen, brother Steve. Um, I do want to pick up this conversation again um, sometime very soon. Um, maybe next Tuesday we could start part two on this because there's a couple things I would like to add to this. Or you know, if you got another message to bring, mm-hmm. let's so be it. Um, but before you get going, do you mind giving out your contact information, how people can get a hold of you, how people can reach you? And um, obviously, basically, uh, if they're out there in the Manitoba Morton area, how they can uh, be a part of your guys' uh, Thursday night fellowships, your Bible studies, your home groups, um, what you got going on? Well, hey, okay. Uh, yeah, we are Roundtable Ministries. Uh, most of you probably know that already. Uh, we do have a website. It's uh, roundtableministriesinternational.com, and you can check us out there. We've got some some history and some things like that there. Uh, we have an email address there. It's roundtableministriesintl at gmail.com. If you go on the website, you can you can get into the uh, there's a, there's a, a contact form or the email address is there. You can just click it, click the link, and get onto your own uh, browser. You know whatever your preference is there. There are a couple of phone numbers there that you can contact us at. One of them is my cell. It's 204-497-0077, for those of you who know who 007 is. At any rate, that was I actually did that on purpose. And then we have, we, we, have an, we have a U.S. phone number for our American friends. That one is 605-223-1866. And, and that is all on the website. Um, the, uh, you know... The the 605 number, I seem to have trouble picking it up sometimes. So if you do call that number, just leave a message. I'll call you back. I'm not scared to call the U.S. I'm I'm really good at that. So um, that that part is good. Um, we do have <clears throat> like Thursday nights. We have Bible study here at our home. Uh, starts at 7 p.m. For anybody that's in the area, by all means, if you would like to come, join us. We're we're uh, we're a motley crew, but but we are seeking the Lord, and we don't we don't care about the peripherals. So um, we're we're not we're not too wild and crazy. But we are seeking to know the Lord more, and whatever He wants to do in our midst, we want to let Him do. And so, by all means, um, I guess Curtis, that leads me into uh, 
I guess other than that, we've got like Tuesday nights we're on the air here, and uh, oh, we we, we kind of informally, you know how that goes, Curtis. We kind of informally do stuff too sometimes. But um, the other thing, Curtis, though, quickly is that uh, the gathering of the saints right in Custer, South Dakota, and that'll be on your yes. website. That's June 23rd and 24th or 24th and 25th. It's Friday and Saturday anyway, for those of you who might be interested in that. A number of us are going to be there from Manitoba and Curtis and Haley. I'm guessing you guys are going to be there at least a bit. And I think Jerome is going to be there. I talked to him the other day. Jerome slides off. He's he's from New Beginnings Ministries and Donnie Williams and his wife. He's a South Dakota Country Music Hall of Famer, and they'll be bringing the music, and and uh, they're just there's just a bunch of of good good people. There are a bunch of believers that just want to know the Lord more, and and they're just it's just a fun. It's just like a family gathering, and there's there's lots of room for people that want to come. There's cabins and and things like that you can contact, and and so yeah. How's that, Curtis? Amen. Well, hey, listen, uh, brothers and sisters, you guys heard it from Brother Steve Bray's mouth first. You guys, if you guys are out there in Canada, I'm telling you, and you want to be a part of a spirit-filled, just an awesome fellowship, time of fellowship, go check him out. Get a hold of him. Steve Bray's Roundtable Tuesdays, um, Roundtable Ministries International, or INTL. Um, Just type that in. And you'll go straight to his page. Um, one way or another, we'll get there. Trust me. Um, you guys go check out, check him out. Go spend time in fellowship with the man. I'll tell you, uh, you guys would not be disappointed. Um, listen, brother Steve Fraze, uh, it, it's great to have you on, brother. I love to. I, I'm going to be happy to see you come June, because um, that's just right around the corner, man. Um, literally, yeah, we're a getting few... there. We're getting there. Yeah. What yeah, is it? Month, uh, well, less what, than a month. One Tuesday. One. One more show. Uh, when are you going to be there? When are you guys going to be there? You guys are going to start out being there though. Like, uh, what, we're before? we're planning. I think we're uh, I think we're leaving the 18th ish. So yeah, we yeah we'll be there the week before. Yeah. All right. So that's four yep. more shows, brothers and sisters. Four more roundtable Tuesdays. Um, another month worth of shows, and then after that, you'll be live here in South Dakota. Uh, listen, brother, mm-hmm. good to have you on. Give Mumcha a big old hug from us and tell everybody we said mm-hmm. hi, and we'll be talking to you here shortly after the show after one more call. Amen. <laughs> we love you, brother. Okay, talk to you later. You Stay blessed. Mm-hmm. God bless. All right, brothers and sisters, you heard it right here. You guys uh, don't forget to check in for tomorrow with a very special guest, Sister Sheila Zelinsky from Weekend Vigilante Warriors. will be live here on Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. Um, so you guys don't want to miss that. She's going to be on. It's going to only be about a 60-minute show, so you guys don't want to miss that. Uh, with that being said, love and appreciate you guys. Check you out tomorrow. I'm leaving you out with Shalom. Peace out. See you guys tomorrow here at 6 o'clock Mountain, 7 o'clock Central on Warrior Radio. Amen. <laughs>